Oh, you want me to do an intro? Okay. Yeah, just kind of impromptu, um, just a quick intro, and uh, tell us who you are, and then uh, just a quick intro with me, and um, and we'll get going. Sure. Well, hi everybody. Um, my name's Bo. I'm live in San Diego, and I uh, have been working with Greg for a couple years now, and uh, actually a number of years. What is it like? Five, six, uh, six. Yeah. 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 Six years, maybe. But anyway, um, a couple of years since Greg kind of ex ex exposed some of these ideas to me. And I've uh, just really had a great time and experience kind of learning more. And um, when uh, Chris Wilson, a good buddy of mine, mentioned the idea of us kind of getting together and doing this thing, I was super pumped. And, and here we are. So I, I just love any chance to talk about these things and to remind myself some of these ideas you know, I'm all for it because it's just easy to forget some of these basic, really essential ideas. Cool, cool, awesome. Well, thank you, Bo. Uh, I consider Bo kind of a kind of a peer uh, on this journey with me, and um, you know, we're kind of neck and neck in terms of I might have been, you know, a week ahead of him, <laughs> not much. And uh, so, uh, Bo, if there's anything that that I, I share that doesn't make sense, or if there's something you'd like to add, uh, please feel free. And, and Chris as well, because I know Chris has been around um, this as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, well, let me just, one, one yeah. quick thing. Thank you yeah. for the, the peer comment, although I, I can't say I agree. But just for everybody on the call, I, I've uh, had the, kind of the, the great opportunity to train with a number of people that are considered masters in this space. And I don't know if I've seen anybody better at Greg in doing this, what he's about to talk about, which is the fundamental basics and understanding and so I, I think it's just a privilege for everybody to, to be able to kind of soak some of this in it is for me oh cool cool well thank you so much Bo um, you know it, it's funny this journey uh, of what I'm about to share with you has definitely changed for me um, if this was two and a half or three years ago I would have have a very lively PowerPoint presentation for you <laughs> uh, but it's completely changed it's completely changed and I hope that'll make sense for some of you as we get into this um, a, a little bit deeper. But today I, I kind of come um, with kind of a clear mind, a clear head, and you could say even mm -hmm. stepping into the unknown, not knowing who's going to be on the call, really living in the unknown, and really being able to source uh, something that's beyond my wildest dreams even possible. So it, there's a, a certain level of trust, of really learning to trust that there is, is this intelligence uh, behind the, hu the, the human experience or behind the scenes that's available to us that will uh, uh, come to our rescue in moments like these uh, when we get in over our head and we really kind of commit. Um, it looks like everybody's drinking wine or beer. I missed that. I missed the memo. I'm seeing everybody uh, kind of, yeah, nice. <laughs> well, this is uh, Wino Wednesday, we'll call it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, again, welcome everybody to the call. Um, if you just joined in late, welcome. Uh, we're just now getting started. So, <clears throat> you know, the, the theme of this call is clarity. I, I just, Kind of made it up clarity uh the key to a kick-ass life and you know i think most people will agree uh whatever whatever you're up to in life 
the clear one's head is and the clear what our mind is um it seems to be uh better in the areas of performance in the area of meaning uh, in the area of um of uh engagement uh there's there's um i don't know if it was the person who just joined but if you could put your uh speaker on on mute that'd be great um hear a little bit of background noise so anybody if you just joined in that'd be great thanks um so again the the title that we came up with is clarity because i think clarity goes a long way when it comes to performance and quality of life and you know when i think back of my own journey i've been in the personal development space uh professional development space the kind of spirituality space for 20 going on <clears throat> over 25 years now you know i look back and most of my life i really experienced con more confusion than i did clarity like like if i look at my my life i was just really confused i was confused about uh what success looked like and 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 how my definition of success could look so much different than somebody else's um i was just kind of confused about um having reached certain milestones and certain goals and accomplishments and just really being confused by i thought i'd be happier or feel good but that just wasn't the case so i just really struggled with uh a large part of my life in, in confusion if i'm really honest like i was just confused I, I i couldn't make sense of things now kind of to share a little bit more personally you could even say not could i struggled with um, depression off and on for many many years you know it's like this roller coaster of life where um seemed like i i kind of had life uh, by the balls or you know temporarily and then man I just I'd, I'd take a nosedive and and most of my life was really like that very roller uh, much a roller coaster ride and um, So you, you could say I was really confused by that. I was confused by I Couldn't understand Why I was having my experience in life. I couldn't understand where where my mood swings were coming from I was just confused by it. So for me, the logic was, uh, well, I just need to change my diet. You know, if I've got these mood swings or I've got this lack of clarity and confusion, I, I should probably just change my diet. Or, um, you know, I'd find out, well, you know, who's the top guru out there right now and whose teachings can I follow? Uh, and maybe that'll help me get out of hot water for these highs and lows and um you know and then it's like well oh i just need more i need more exercise i mean if i was exercising more and getting endorphins going uh that would really help uh me in terms of mental clarity and being able to perform better and, and have a high quality of life gosh and then i said well I know uh, people are talking about mystical experiences and uh, and and uh, psychedelics. So I'll go try those. You know, I tried everything under the moon. You know, tried it. You know, uh, to see if uh, that would help. You know, 
and I had some really great experiences, don't get me wrong, um, and, and they were really powerful, but it didn't help. My mood swings and my, my life experience, I, I, I still, I was more confused uh, than ever in terms of where my moods were coming from and where my experience was coming from. Um, and then it, it, it just seemed like a really good idea to get involved in meditation, you know? So, you know, if I could meditate, you hear about meditation and, and quieting the mind, that, that just made a lot of sense to me. So I spent a lot of time meditating, a lot of time. In fact, in part of my uh, martial arts training, um, uh, as an advanced practitioner in my, in my martial arts, we were kind of coerced into Zen training. And, and so I, I do these long uh, meditation retreats uh, where I'd meditate for 12, 14 hours a day, sitting in a half Lotus, you know, and, and that was good, you know, for about a week or two after the retreat, you know, but then, but I, I did, I could, I still didn't have any explanation for my moods. I still didn't have any explanation for why my mind's clear in one moment and why it's uh, confused and foggy in the, in the next. So, um, you know, and it went on and on and on, you know, looking for uh, some sort of explanation for where my experience was coming from and where my moods were coming from and why I was having <clears throat> such a hard time in, in life, so to speak. And, um, you know, kind of fast forward through the years, I, I've been in, uh, you know, in the coaching industry for a long time. And uh, some of the stuff I was teaching, I was also using on myself, which was, um, you know, coaching skills, you know, and, and development skills. So, you know, one of the things as coaches back in the old days is we would look at um, the reason people's minds aren't clear is that they're underdeveloped in, in life skills. And a big part of that was, you know, one of the life skills was not having appropriate boundaries. So that, that became something else that I tried. Well, I just need to have more boundaries in my life. And, and the more boundaries I have, the better quality of life I would have. And, and, and then my mind would be clear. And, and that kind of worked for a little bit too. It seemed like a good idea. So, you know, boundaries and, and letting people know how they need to be in my space, what they can say or do to not offend me or whatever it is. Um, that seemed like a really good idea. And then, um, you know, oh, I, I know why I'm going through all these trouble, these difficulties. I'm just not clear what my purpose is. So if I just knew what my purpose was, you know, I'd get up out of bed every morning, living my life purpose. That, that seemed, to see, seemed, seemed to be the answer. And purpose is really rooted and grounded in knowing what my values are. And so I got it. You got to know what your values are. So are you guys getting the message here? Like, I'm, uh, and I don't know if any of you can relate, but all human beings, best I can tell, um, are having uh, an experience of life. And what, what we've discovered and what I've discovered, I didn't know where my experience was coming from. And I'd been on this journey for a long time and I'd kicked all these different uh, uh, bushes, so to speak. And I, I was both relieved and kind of embarrassed when I stumbled onto this understanding that I'm, I'm, I'll be sharing with you here, these three principles, because it's so simple. It's so simple 
I couldn't believe I missed it, like I overlooked it. And so what tonight is really about is, is sharing that simplicity with you. And I'll say that there's two promises in, in this simplicity and this understanding. One is, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to, to have a, a single answer for everything you're experiencing in life? Or would you like to stay up all night wondering about um, the million different things that could be causing your experience in the moment? So, you know. Most people, they're looking to explain their experience of life. Some, some people I know, uh, they won't even get out of bed till they, they know their horoscope for that day, you know, to explain what they're going to be up against, you know, to explain um, uh, what the conditions in life are going to be. Uh, so wouldn't it be nice if, if you just knew that there was only one variable to the life experience? And, and, and so that's the promise here is to, to share with you the one variable that we all have in common as human beings that explains where all human beings' experience comes from, come from, not just Greg's experience, not just Bo, not just Chris, not just Hana, not just Jay, but this is what we all have in common, and it's the single answer to where your feelings come from, where your moods come from, where your experience comes from, okay? Now, that's clarity from my point of view. That is being really, really clear. And the clearer we are to where our experience comes from, that is extremely helpful to human beings. Because here's what happens. If you know the one thing that's causing your moods and the one thing that's causing your experience, guess what? Your mind isn't searching in these million variables as to what your experience, where your experience is coming from. And as a result, the whole system starts to quiet down because you know it's only one thing. And so the, the second promise to this is is not only knowing the one thing, but which, which is the clarity, the clarity of that one thing, but secondly, is that by knowing that, knowing that alone allows the system to settle. It allows one's mind to clear. It allows one's mind to calm down because you're not always wondering, I'm not always wondering, why am I feeling this way right now? There's only one there's only one one answer. There's only one one reasoning or one logic behind that. Okay? So that's kind of the, the idea here tonight is clarity, the key to a kick-ass life. So there's two 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 points to that. Clarity is that the human experience and where our feelings comes from only only happens one way. And I'm calling that, I'm now calling that the single paradigm. So it's just one paradigm where our moods and our feelings are coming from all the time, whether we agree with it or not, like it or not, whatever it is, the more we can come back to this understanding 
of where my moods are coming from, where my feelings are coming from, where my life experience is coming from, the easier life becomes, the clearer I am, the higher quality of life I have, and on and on and on and on and on. Chris, is this making any sense to you? Uh, yeah, it definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's interesting, like having your mind be that quiet, <laughs> that quiet where you kind of understand where things, where things are kind of coming from and being created. I mean, a lot of the stuff that you talked about earlier, I, I know that my kind of journey has been similar to yours and that I, I, I looked at a lot of bushes, I looked at, looked, looked for a lot of places for a lot of answers. Uh, so it's just, it's nice once you find one and also kind of uh, very surprising that it's as simple. <laughs> right. Right. So great. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Just wanted to check in. Um, <clears throat> so a, a lot of what I share is through metaphors because it's kind of the easiest way to point to some of this stuff. So if, if you guys will just bear with me, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of, um, Again, it's just it's more of a meta it's more of a metaphor to what I would call ease us into this very simple, this very obvious paradigm. But because it's so so simple and so obvious, um, it's easily easily overlooked or discounted. Okay, and so um, oops, I'm getting some feedback there. If somebody can you make sure your uh, mute button is on, that'd be great. Um, so. The metaphor I'd like to share with you is that there was a time on the on the planet here, um, you know, not long ago, that um, we lived in a world, and it it the world really uh, it occurred to us, and we thought and we believed that the world was flat. Okay, and it wasn't you know it wasn't that long ago in history, and. The reason I, I share this with you is that when, when people live in a paradigm and they believe, they have thinking and they have believing um, that that's how things work or that's how life is, that there are implications to living in a paradigm. Okay, there's implications. And what I mean is that Imagine what it was like for people living in a flat world. How would they think? How would they behave? How would they act? Okay. Well, if we look back in history, uh, it, it, it kind of shows its face. It, we, we know that people were very fearful living in a flat world paradigm. And they were fearful because they actually believed the world was flat. And so if they went too far in any one direction, their fear was that they were going to fall off into this unknown. And there's, there was a, it was a, a time of a lot of superstition. And if you went off the edge and you fell into this unknown, um, you know, the superstition was this was uh, the abyss. This was some sort of... Uh, um, purgatory or, or some sort of, uh, it's a place that you just didn't want to be, you know, and, and there were ter there was a tremendous amount of fear around what that was like. Now, 
what also comes with that level of consciousness or that paradigm is not only fear, but it keeps people, what we say is that their possibility for life is limited. So their possibility set or, or what they deem possible is limited. And so one of the things that we know during that time is that people who would actually, um, uh, the fishermen uh, of that, those times, they fished very close to the land because they didn't want to get too far out because they were afraid that if they got too far out, they'd fall over uh, into uh, whatever that scary place was. And um, we also know because the evidence of that time, there was industries that were built uh, out of those times because of that fear. And, and one of the industries that was born out of that time was the anchor business. So anchors, building anchors was um, a reaction to the fearful uh, mindset of those people. So the, ship, the shipping industry, they'd have four anchors on the front and four anchors on the back and two on each side. Well, why did they have so many anchors on that, on the boat? Well, because if, if they did get too far from shore, you know, and, and perhaps the fog came in or a storm came in, uh, and they couldn't see, you know, one of the other things they had on the boats is they had these really high crow's nest towers, and, and the person's job up there was to keep an eye for the edge. Uh, that's, you know, uh, the edge of the, uh, of, the, of the earth. And so um, if they couldn't see far, they would, they would drop the anchors so that they uh, wouldn't get sucked over uh, the, the edge. Now, during this time, we ha you have to understand that there are some very educated people that were living. There was, there was artists and scientists and physicians and, and uh, you know, very, very educated people. But there was a common collective group think, and the common collective group think uh, all agreed that the world was flat. Now, in those times, if you suggested anything other than the world was flat, what do you think they did to you? Okay, well, yeah, not nice. They, they, they do this or they, you know, start making a bonfire and maybe that's where Burning Man actually originated. No, but, <laughs> but, but they burn people to the stake. They, you'd be persecuted, you know, you'd be considered, it'd be considered heresy. And yet, some people uh, had an insight, perhaps, or, or had this courageous notion that the world wasn't flat. And, um, you know, I want you to imagine this time where the prevailing, the prevailing thought or consciousness or paradigm is the world is flat, and there's a group of people that decide to uh, test that. And so they... they um, get all of the provisions on the boat, and they're uh, destined to, to set sail. And now just imagine all the flatlanders on the land, and, and now these, these people have set sail, and, uh, and they keep sailing and sailing and sailing, and then they disappear. What do you think the flatlanders thought? You know, they, they probably uh, celebrated in their, their righteousness, going, ah, we told you so until those boats returned. 
And when they returned, they often came with uh, animals from different countries, spices and silks and evidence that there's this larger world, um, per even uh, the world and the world was round. Now, even when these people came back with evidence, they were still persecuted and, and many of them were, were killed because it confronted the uh, logic or the paradigm of its time, okay? So um, the reason I, I tell that, that story is that each one of us, uh, before uh, the, this understanding, you could say is living in a flat world. The world is just really flat, okay? And what, what happens is that there's, there is a, there's a truth out there that is going to, that often conflicts with people's current understanding. You say, well, no, that, that can't be that way, Greg. Are you, are you sure? And uh, yeah, it's that, you know, it's true. It's this way. So what, what we're pointing to again is understanding and getting clarity around the human experience. We want to understand that. We want to understand how do human beings experience life? And, and so, you know, a good, a good maybe point here to make was what is an experience? Well, right now you're having an experience, whatever it is. You're either enjoying a glass of wine. Maybe you're bored right now. Maybe you're going, hey, where's this guy going with this? Uh, maybe you're distracted by uh, something going on outside. But each one of you right now is having an experience. And I'm going to suggest that whatever you're experiencing right now uh, is only occurring from this single paradigm that I'm about to share with you. Okay. Now, this is really, really helpful because if you're having an experience of a bummed out day and you know that it only the only reason you're having it is because of this one way, that's really helpful. Okay. But if you don't know where your experience is coming from, what happens is people go on wild goose chases. Okay. Um, to figure it out, or they will uh, uh, find some way to medicate or suppress or distract themselves from their experience. So we human beings have all these distractions because they just want to feel better. Human beings just want to feel better. But when they can't make sense of where their experience is coming from, uh, they have a, what I would call a habitual or default ways of going about trying to solve uh, that uh, confusion, uh, like, like, like myself that I mentioned earlier. Okay? So this new paradigm, or it, it's not a new paradigm, actually, because it's always been around. We're just now waking up to it. So the, there is no, like the world was not newly round. It was always round. Uh, it was just new to us. All right. So the paradigm is not necessarily new, but it is singular. And so what the paradigm suggests is, or, or points to, is that whatever you're experiencing in the moment is because of thought. That's it. That we're always thinking our feeling in the moment, period. 
And what happens is human beings are living in a world of thought, like fish are living in, in water, and we don't know it, and we don't understand how the system works, so we suffer and we struggle. So that's, that's really it in a nutshell, is that, that human beings are living in a flat world paradigm, and what comes with that is fear and a, limit, a limitation to what's possible. Okay, so that, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And so when we, we take the lid off of that and we say, no, that's not, the world is not flat, that's not true, it doesn't work that way, it looks flat, I know it looks flat, it even looks flat to me. I was, a, I was with my friend, he's a pilot, and we were up 35,000 feet flying to Zion Canyon and shit, man, the world still looks like flat at 35,000 feet. So it, it really looks that way, but it's not. Now, if you want to argue that the world is flat, well, that's your business. But there's no freedom in there. There's no freedom in the fact of fighting for something that's not true. And there's, you, 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 in, you, you end up putting yourself into a, a limitation. You put yourself in your own cage with your own glass ceiling living in a flat world paradigm, innocently. It's not like malicious. Nobody's doing this because they're dumb. Nobody's doing this because they're masochist. Nobody's doing this um, uh, intentionally. What happens is that we just don't know any better. And so all I'm doing is sharing something really, really simple is waking people up to the fact that there is really only one paradigm that we're in. And the deeper we realize that and see that, what we're left with is clarity, peace of mind, innate well-being, resilience, infinite possibilities, creativity, innovation. I mean, the, the, the list is endless. And it's really that simple. Like when people start to see where their experience comes from and that there's these three universal principles that explain every human experience that's possible, that's really helpful to people. It's really helpful. It helps people with um, psychological problems. It helps people with relationships problems. It helps people who are stuck in their, with their business. It helps people with their own health and well-being. The deeper people realize this, they, they, they realize this is fundamental to the human experience. And it's, it's so fundamental, it, it gives rise to and starts to make sense of life. And for people who have different philosophical backgrounds or spiritual backgrounds, uh, it, it illuminates 
those for them in a way that is embodied and grounded and really makes sense to people. Okay. Um, so given the fact that <clears throat> my experience isn't happening to me, it's not because of my diet. It's not because of lack of exercise because there's people who have shitty diets and are happy. You know, there's people who don't exercise worth a crap and they're just, ha they're, they're okay with that. All right. There's people who don't have a pot to piss in and, 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 and they feel just as, they feel more secure and more happy and sleep better at night than some people who have fortunes and are up all night because they're insecure about if they're going to lose all the stuff they got. So what, what we're pointing to here is that each one of us experience life based on three universal principles. And the three universal principles are this. It's really, really simple. But I hope, I hope you won't overlook it. So the, the first principle is this. And I'll even say this, it's more than a principle, it's actually a fact, okay? If, if you're, the fact that you're on this call, the fact that you're listening right here, right now, speaks to the, the first principle. And that is that there's something underneath the human experience that's giving rise to you being here. We'll call it life, the energy of life, the intelligence of life, the energy of life. Okay? So there's an energy that all of us share in common. You don't have that energy you don't have the life experience, okay? So you could say we're plugged into something greater than ourselves that gives rise to the human experience, that makes sure the bars are on, you know? It makes sure that the lights are on, okay? That the screen uh, illuminates itself. So the first principle is the principle of universal mind. Now, universal mind isn't the isn't the principle, it's simply a pointer to something, much like a metaphor points to something. So universal mind is pointing to something, and that something is invisible, okay? But human beings, we have the ability to recognize the invisible. We have the ability to perceive or to acknowledge the fact that yeah, it'd be hard, well, I'd be hard-pressed to, to say that uh, I'm not plugged into something right now, and um, I'd be pretty hard-pressed to argue that. Now, you could, you could argue that the world's really flat, but why bother, okay? When, with this understanding, you know, part of the, part of the promise is one psychological immune system rises, you could say, and with that, uh, a person's uh, quality of life and innate well-being um, reveals itself. Because it's already there. It's already within you. It's already within me. Your innate wellness, your clarity of mind is already within you. And what happens is this understanding of where our experience comes from kind of clears the deck. It's almost like meditation without meditation. The system reboots 
and, and human beings get out from all this extraneous thought that's just covering them, covering up their joy, covering up their peace of mind, and burdening them. So the first principle is really the principle of universal mind. It's the energy behind life underneath the human experience that with it, it, there's an intelligence that comes with it. And it's the intelligence that is pumping your heart right now. It's the intelligence that is firing all the, the, the neurons in your brain. It's the intelligence of your lungs expanding and, and being breathed without you doing anything. Like, so we, we start to respect and recognize that there's an intelligence underneath the system. And with that intelligence, what we have, what comes with that in the human experience is something called wisdom. So there's, a, there's an innate wisdom that we're connected to, that we're part of, and, and that seems to show itself through universal mind. At least that's how it's looking to me right now. The second principle, and these are not in any particular order, but the second principle is the fact that human, humans think, that we live in a world of thought, that, um, you know, if uh, some aliens showed up on the planet, kind of as uh, anthropologists, and they looked, and they started doing some research, and said, well, what do these humans do, you know? Uh, they'd be pretty darn certain, well, oh, these, 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 these human beings, they, they wake up in the morning, and they start thinking, and they start creating shit. You know, that's, that's what, that's what we do. We have thoughts and we create with our thoughts. And um, so there's this uh, universal principle called universal thought. Okay. And it's dis it's, it's distinct from our personal thinking. At least I think that's helpful in the beginning. It's not really distinct. It's all one thing, but it, there, there, Part of the teaching and part of um, hanging out with people for two or three days, getting them uh, to drop into this understanding, is that people start to see that it's, it's not thought that gives them problems. It's not universal thought that gives them problems. In fact, universal thought is where their innate wellness comes from. It's all of our personal thinking and our beliefs that gives us all kinds of trouble. Okay, so uh, part of what we do in a two or three day training is help people see that they've got a lot of thought on the system that they didn't know and that they've bitten in and, and bought and, and, and bet the farm on those thoughts as if they're true and if they're real. And the more people wake up to that and the more they maybe even question the fact is, you know, gosh, I'm having a thought that that person doesn't like me. And instead of uh, running with that or believing in it or buying in it hook, line and, line and sinker, I start to loosen up the fact that, oh, that's just thought in the system. I have no idea whether that's true or not. I have, I have no idea whether that's true or not. Yet I'm behaving, reacting, and believing it's true. And when I believe, act, and live as if it's true, reacting to that thought, 
That's what starts to create all my suffering and trouble in the world. I get myself in a world of trouble when I'm unable to distinguish. There's thought coming through the system. I've now added meaning to that thought. I'm believing in that thought. Now it's really personal. So that means it's personal thinking because now I've put meaning into it. Okay. And now that kind of hangs around as an unquestioned truth. And then I start reacting to it uh, in such a way. And that creates trouble for me. Okay. So that's the, that's the second universal principle. The first one was universal mind. The second is universal thought. The fact that all of us, what we share in common is, is thought. And thought is really the gift human beings have to create, we create via thought. Uh, the, the third, again, and not any particular order, is the fact that um, human beings come with this capacity of awareness. We have the ability to be aware. We have the ability to be aware that we're alive. We have the ability to be aware that we're breathing. We have the ability to be aware that there is, that we're part of a larger system. We have the ability to be aware that we're thinking. We have the ability to be aware that we're experiencing a high mood or a low mood. And then we have the ability to witness that going on. And then we have an ability to be aware of that. So, so awareness is infinite. Uh, it's, there's infinite levels of awareness or consciousness. And in summary, you could say that what we all have in common is the, it, it are these three principles, the gift of life, the gift to create via our thinking, and the gift of awareness called universal consciousness. Okay? So those are the three principles. And they are a psychological and spiritual understanding uh, to the human experience. There, there's, they come with a logic that explains every possible human experience under the sun, under the moon. Okay? So um, that's kind of a, a Reader's Digest version of this uh, um, clarity, the key to a kick-ass life, is that the first point here is life isn't, isn't happening to me. Life is actually happening from me. And it's happening from me via I'm feeling my thinking in the moment. And then the world occurs for me consistent with that. And the world's never happening to me meaning that my happiness, my joy, my peace of mind, my security can never come from out there. I never, it's impossible to feel security. I can look at my bank account and I can see a bunch of numbers on there, but, but that's not where my security comes from. It looks like that might have something to do with security, but that's not. That's the flatlander misunderstanding. Now, it just means I have a bunch of thinking about where my security is coming from. But what happens is when we, 
we start when we stop looking outside of ourselves to explain my my happiness, my security, my well-being, my joy, and I realize that it's already within me. My security is already within me. It's already within you. Anybody on this call, listening to the call, listening to the replay, it's within all of us. Okay, so. Um, our security is already within us. Our happiness is already within us. Our well-being is already within us. If it wasn't for our innocent misunderstanding of where our experience is coming from. And see, people innocently look outside of themselves that, oh, well, when this happens, I'll be happy. Or when this happens, I'll be happy. Or when this happens, I'll feel secure and I can retire. Or when this happens and this person does this, then I'll feel secure and safe. And when this happens, then I'll feel secure. And so the list goes on. You fill in the blanks. You know, I'll feel successful when. Well, that's the outside-in orientation. And, and that's where people look outside of themselves to uh, as a strategy for finding happiness, as a strategy for finding peace of mind, as a strategy for finding security. And what, what we're learning here is that all of that that you're looking for out there is already underneath the hood for all of us, no matter what. Okay. All right. Well, that was a lot. I'll, um, I'll open it up for um, questions. If anybody has any questions or, or comments uh, about anything I said, I'll be happy to open it up and field any, any questions if there are questions. Anybody have any questions or comments? No questions, no comments? Did I put everybody to sleep? <laughs> Yeah, Bo, let's, what's your question? You can uh, just unmute yourself and feel free to ask it live. Okay, there we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, half question, half statement, really, but maybe mm -hmm. you could just run with this. Um, okay. I, I wrote this down earlier today on the heels of a pretty cool idea for a new sales process I just created, but I, I wrote down the principles help me to get out of my own way. And I just, it just really kind of hit me uh, how much that has done that for me. But if, if you want to just elaborate on that, I'd love to hear kind of your take on that, on that stand or that, uh, that idea. Well, uh, I guess my question would be, how would you explain that it got the principles got you out of your own way so how does how does that make sense to you because it makes sense to me I, I mean i get it it's kind of what, I, what we were talking about earlier but how does it make sense to you that the principles helped you get out of your own way uh, answering the question with the question my man <laughs> yes well i guess um it just it just feels like the clarity when when a person has it, it it seems as if when they don't have it you're shooting yourself in the foot 
it just, it just, everything seems so obvious and these things just come to mind and then they happen and life just flows. And, and it's, it's almost like what, what problems, you know, you, you yeah. forget about all that stuff, but, but then it, there are other times when you, you know, you, you're thinking about all these things and, and the problems are right there. And it just, it just seems like on some level we're, we're blocking ourselves from everything um, yeah. innocently without even knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love what you're, you're saying there, Bo, and, you know, we chatted just briefly before the call, and I think where, where it helps is that people have a lot more lightness around taking on new things because they realize where their experience is coming from, and if they don't hit something out of the park, they don't, use, they don't look at the thing as the reason for them being bummed out. They just look at, oh, gosh. I'm just having some really discouraging thoughts. I really thought that project or thing had some merit, but people just get off of stuff way quicker because they don't have anything on it. And as people start to live, particularly in the world of business, with less and less stuff on it, like they don't make it mean anything about who they are. They don't make it mean anything about their identity. Uh, they just take more risk. They're more innovative, they're more creative. And you could say that they're in the game more and they're in the game consistently. I think that's what is really helpful in terms of business. So that's what I would say about getting out of your own way. It's, it's getting out of your own way to be in the game, but then it's also being out of the way to stay in the game. And another way to say that is that's what this understanding allows people to do is just be more resilient because we don't know if we're going to hit something out of the park or not but we know we'll be able to, to get right back in the game regardless. Yeah, I, I love that, thank you. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, thank you for your uh, participation. I appreciate it, Bo. Anybody else, thoughts, comments, questions? I mean, is this interesting to people? I mean, does it make any sense? Is it like, yeah. Hi, I'm not sure. Somebody on the iPhone, they raised their hand. Feel free to, to jump in. Yeah, this is Avery Wright. Hi, Avery. Hey, nice to, uh, to jump on. And, you know, a lot of what resonated with what you were talking about was this uh, issue with security. Mm. In fact, you could probably profile me in all the bullet points you said towards the end of those mm. uh, principles. Mm -hmm. How do you start to get out of a situation like that? What steps do you take? Because after a while, you know, you do everything you can yeah. to keep going, to move past them, to do more. Right. But sometimes it's hard to let go. Yeah, yeah. Great, great question. And, um, you know, what's occurring to me in this moment, and I hope it'll be helpful. But it, it, it was my own journey to see how I didn't really understand thought too well. Like, like I didn't understand, like, thought was just transitory. Like clouds coming through the system. And, yeah, I'd have insecure thoughts coming through the system. And I'd have great ideas coming through the system. And then I'd have disappointing thoughts coming. But it's just... See, I didn't understand the nature of thought. 
And once I started to wake up to it and I, I started to realize and I started to understand and I started to see, oh, it's just thought. See, like if people just realized an insecure thought is no different than your child waking up in the middle of the night being afraid that there's a monster in his room because he saw a shadow. Like when, when, when I started to see the nature of thought, an insecure thought, the worst possible thought that could come through the system, the scariest thought ever, the most you know, suicidal thought, an insecure, whatever it is, it's like, oh, that's just thought. Like, that's really all that's necessary is to just, see, is to, is to understand the nature of thought. And the nature of thought is constant. The nature of thought is transient. So it, it can't stick around forever. Like even insecure thoughts, they don't stick around forever. And then the other thing is, like, I don't have to believe that. Like, here's the deal. There's insecure thought, and then there's me believing in that insecure thought. That's a huge difference. Like, everybody has insecure thoughts, but the people who really get in, you know, in over their heads, myself included, is when I believed my insecure thoughts. Like, like I had an insecure thought, oh, you know, I don't think people like me too much, okay? But see, if I believe that thought, I start to not only believe it, I start to act and behave in, in alignment with that thought. And then what happens is you just end up with a hell of a lot more self-proclaiming prophecies because that's the nature of the mind. The nature of the mind is kind of like a Google search. It's like whatever thoughts and feelings come up on the system, the world must occur consistent with that and give you that feedback loop. That's, that's how the system works. Once you're on to that, um, you just you, you start getting some distance from your thinking rather than getting dragged under the bus by them. So was that, did that help at all? Yeah, I think um, what I struggle with, and I guess you could use financial security, Mm -hmm. yeah. is that I don't have a I don't have a benchmark in my head of what's going to be that secure figure yeah I don't yeah. and it translates into other areas right right because what, you never you, know what your, your baseline name, is your first name again first name is Avery Avery okay got it got it yeah, just a great friend of Chris Wilson and the okay. rest of the people on here oh nice 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 well so, so Avery, you have some thought that comes through the system around finances. Is that right? Avery? Correct. So you have some thought that comes through the system. Okay. And, 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 and it doesn't look like the thought is what's create, causing your insecurity. Right? It's, it's looking like something's going on outside in the world around the world of finances, like that's what's causing your experience, I'm guessing. Correct, correct. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, coming from not a lot of financial security, mm -hmm. it's created this need that I don't know what it is that's going to fulfill yeah. that security. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, here's the deal. Your security is already within you and it has nothing to do with finances. I know that may sound really bold and really strange, but I'm also going to suggest innately, you know that you're already okay. You're already secure right now. Even if you had no place to stay, even if you were on the curb, you know, is it true that you're not okay financially right now? Yeah, I think that's what resonates the most is being aware of the thoughts yeah. that I am. Yeah, yeah. And it has, and it's in, like your security is independent of anything that happens in the world. Whether, a, you know, uh, your partner leaves you, a girlfriend breaks up with you, somebody uh, posts something really bad about your business online. It's like, see, our security has nothing to do with what's going on out there in the world period at all see and 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 when we can come to home to this single paradigm we can come home and uh, you know that's what i said is clarity comes with when we understand there's only one paradigm that whatever you're experiencing in the moment if you're experiencing stress or anxiety around finances that your stress and anxiety around finances is being self-generated via your thinking in the moment that's it that's how the system works it always works that way no matter what Okay. Now, the more and more you wake up to that, the system kind of shows up to start self-correcting, correcting matters. Like you just stop believing your thinking. And there's, and, and the more you do that, you stop believing it. What happens is your mind slows down and it stops worrying. It, it gets out from under a bunch of worrisome thoughts, Avery. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. I, I, I hear you, 110%. Yeah. <laughs> so um, here's, the, here's the deal. I still get caught up in insecure thoughts. Like I still have you know, insecure thoughts about finances from time to time. But I'm kind of on to them now. It's like, you know, like if the, if the neighborhood kids were playing doorbell ditch, you know, and I come down and I answer the door and I get all bent out of shape and I'm really mad as hell or whatever. I had goddamn kids. You know, <laughs> after a while, the doorbell keeps ringing. I'm kind of on to it. It's kind of funny, you know. It's like, ah, you know, doorbell ditch, you know. And ah, those kids, you know. Well, we actually start waking up to our thinking. It's like, oh, I'm just having an insecure thought. Is no different than doorbell ditch. It's like, oh, that's just that thought again. And you don't get all, you don't get all worked up about it. And what happens is the, the more that happens, you have more clarity of mind. And then people just get really creative around finances. They have a whole, it's like, I mean, just imagine working on a computer that has no room no more memory, no more room on it or whatever. It's really hard to work on a computer. It's slow as shit. You can't get anything done. But now you take all that, you take all the apps off, you take, you know, uh, you, you create space on the hard drive. You, 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 get, you get extra RAM. You got all that space. Well, guess what? Performance goes through the roof. And so that's what we're, that's what we're, that's what happens for people, Avery, is that, with this understanding, you just end up not only with more space on your hard drive and 
and more RAM, but you actually get plugged into something greater than you. And like when I saw that, I go, oh shit. I'm part of a larger system that, that there's a, actually a kindness in the design that has my back. Oh shit, when I saw that, I was really embarrassed, but also touched. And I, was, I looked at how much of my life I had been overly proud of my self-reliance and doing everything on my own. And when I started to see that, holy shit, I have access to the power of the universe. It's a whole different game, brother. Well, I really appreciate the insights. You're, and you're if you awesome. have if you have any insights to what those access points are to the entire universe, I'd love to uh, take it offline. Where where are you? Um, what part part of the country are you in? I'm actually uh, just out of Portland, Oregon. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, um, you know, I'm going to be up in Portland. I mean, uh, I'm going to be up at Chris's uh, August uh, 24th and 25th, two days. And if there's a way that you could be there, I'd love to uh, spend two days uh, working with you and whoever else would want to be there um, and, and going deeper into this and having you see something for yourself. So my job is, I can't make you see anything. I can't, all I can do is point you in the direction. And that's what, that's what I do. I, I invite people to spend two or three days with me and I just keep pointing them in this direction until the penny fucking drops and they go, oh shit, holy smokes. And then, and then something, something happens for them. Like, like right before this call, it's a, it's a buddy of mine, it's his birthday today and I, I called to wish him a happy birthday. But he just did my last three-day intensive here down in San Diego. He's all, brother, man, I'm, I'm still flying. He's all, man, I'm, I'm just, my world is rocked. My life is, is not the same. And um, I, I can't be more touched. Number one, he's a friend of mine. And just to see that he saw something and it's completely changed his life. And I can see the shit he's posting on social media. It's like, you know, he's seen something. So. Avery, if you can make it, you know, on those dates, that'd be wonderful. Um, and if not, um, you know, uh, feel free to reach out with me and we can have a private conversation. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. I'll okay. be in town. I'll All be right. in touch. Cool. Cool. All right. Thank you. Um, we had another, um, uh, Hannah, did you have a question? Yeah. You, um, my question is I, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. No, you're um, Also, I'm big on understanding that not always the first thought we can control, but maybe the second we can. Mm. How do you do? You, how do you evaluate to know that something is not a insecure thought, or that it is an insecure thought? Oh boy, that's like, great. I mean, I could say, like, let, let, let's just say, like Avery, because that was just we we're just talking about him with like finance. So if he has a thought that says. I'm not financially stable right now. How does he evaluate that? Or how do like, how do we all evaluate? Cause there are times where you need to be concerned and there's times when you shouldn't be like, how do you evaluate your thoughts? And well, yeah, this is, this is a, it's a great question. So 
when a person is concerned, does that help? No. Maybe. Who knows? You know, I've been, I, I've had a lot of concerns and a lot of worry and it didn't help at all. It made things worse. Okay. So here's, here's the, here's the answer, you know, or here, here's what I'm saying is that part of this uh, understanding and this teaching is understanding that uh, what comes with, um, what comes with the territory of being a human being is that we, we come out of the box with the GPS system that lets us know exactly the type of thinking that's taken us in the right direction or not. Okay. Now here's, here's what that, how that system works is every thought we have that comes with a feeling, every thought they, they, they come simultaneous. Okay. So here, here's a really good qualifier, you know, is my thought true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? And if, if any one of those is, is a no, okay, then I'm moving in the wrong direction and, and I don't want to give that thought any more attention. I don't want to water it at all, even if it looks like it's a valid concern at all. I guess is my question that if somebody's in the mindset that like, let's take um, something pretty arbitrary. Like, um, do I see the same color as you do? So, like, let's say if I look at something and I think it's blue and you say it's not. And I'm like, well, is, is, my, is my thought true? Yes. Is, am I, well, I guess kind and necessary don't really apply. But I guess how to, because sometimes yeah. in mindset. Well, yeah, I mean, here, here's, the, here's the deal is that. One of the things um, through this uh, deepening and understanding, uh, we realize that we're all living in a separate reality. Yes. And, and as soon as we realize that, what comes with the territory is kindness and compassion and a desire to understand, how can that not be blue? Tell me, tell me, I, I want to understand how, how is that not blue for you? Okay. And maybe now, tell me how that is blue for you. Yeah. Or how, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but there's a dialogue now, not an adversarial uh, argument or, or whatever it is. All right. So, so what, what's really beautiful about this is remember we said there's mind consciousness and thought are these underlying principles. And when, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, Hana, you're living in a world of thought, okay? Now, are you having the same thoughts as Jay or Chris or Bo or Avery? No. No. Okay. So if, if, if you guys are having different thinking going on, do you think it might be true that you're having a different experience or the world is occurring for you uniquely? Completely. Yeah. Now that in itself is life changing in the area of relationships. Okay. It's, it's transformational. Okay. Because we start to realize going, Oh, uh, ha Hannah's having her experience. Let's just say she's mad. Okay. She's mad that I don't say blow, you know, or whatever it is. Now you'll start to go, Oh, 
she's just got some thinking going through the system. I don't need to even know what it was, but she's just got frustrated thinking going on right now because she's mad. You know, but, but because I understand how the system works, I don't take it personal. Like, like she's not mad at me. She's not mad at, it's like, oh, she's just got some thinking going through the system called frustrated. I don't understand why people don't see colors the way I see them. Again, we're just talking arbitrary, you know, but, but you start to loosen up with it going, well, that's just really interesting, you know? And, and, th and then it even blows your mind. How can Greg see magenta when it clearly looks blue? Uh, now, and what happens is now we get out of right wrong. Yeah. We get out of right wrong. We get out of this adversarial thing. So the deeper people start to understand the nature of thought, with the territory is we start to understand not only our uh, how the our experience is occurring for us moment by moment, but we realize everybody else is having their experience given they're all, we're all living in a separate reality. This is really helpful, particularly if you're a parent, if you manage people, whatever it is, it's really, really valuable because here's all that's happening. People are feeling their thinking in the moment. Kids are feeling their thinking in the moment. Employees are feeling their thinking in the moment. Moms are feeling their thinking in the moment. Dads are feeling their thinking in the moment. We're all feeling our thinking in the moment. That's why we're having these feelings. That's why we're having the, our unique experiences moment to moment. Now, the more we understand that, then we stop blaming or making excuses for, well, my mom's the reason for why I'm having this experience. Or Bob's not seeing blue. That's why I'm really frustrated because I can't get it. No, it has nothing to do with Bob. I'm generating my own frustration around this in the moment. It's all on me. So this is really powerful because people start shifting from living life as a victim to completely taking 100% ownership for their moment-to-moment -moment experience given living in their, their, their thinking. All right? And just a really quick follow-up. Um, okay. Did that make sense? Did that make sense? Oh, completely, completely. Okay, and I com that's the way I, I think I live life and um, the way that I see the world. Okay. So I guess the next question is, do you, can you help people with that next, like what is the next step after that realization? Well, who would I be helping? <laughs> yes, I can help you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, any ch where, where, where are you? Where do you live? I live in Portland, Oregon. Okay, great, great. Well, um, if you can earmark the dates, the 24th and 25th of August, uh, I'd love you to come and, and, and be with me, you know, and, and, and stay in this conversation. So the, the only way not to understand this is to get out of the conversation. So um, this is the beginning of the conversation. And so like we just want to continue that conversation, continue it. Um, I often talk about back, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, long time ago, maybe even longer than that when I was a kid, they had these posters. And these posters had a bunch of dots on them, you know, these like art posters. And you're supposed to look at them, and if you looked at them long enough, you'd see something. You'd see a dolphin oh. or a wave. Yeah, 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 one of those. So that's what these two or three days is, is I just put up, I hold these principles up like those dots. 
uh, posters until you see something. You go, oh shit, now, oh man, now I see it. Okay, so that's it. Everybody has the ability to see it. Um, some people see it really quickly. Some people it takes a couple years. Some people it takes two hours. I, I, I don't have any control over that. I just invite people and we stay in the conversation and then they see what they see. And um, it's really powerful for people, Hana. Well, thank you so much for your time. Hi, You're guys. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. All right. Well, we're um, just a little bit past the top of the hour. I want to thank all of you for being on the call. Thank you, Chris and Bo, for making this happen. And uh, just a, if you haven't got the, 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 the hint by now, I'm going to be up in uh, Oregon, August uh, 24th and 25th. I'm going to be spending two days with a small group of people, hopefully some people here on the call. And um, um, if you're interested, uh, feel free to reach out to me, Chris or Bo, or whoever invited you here, and uh, we can get you the particulars. It's uh, uh, basically it's it's 397 bucks. It's two days from nine to five, um, spending um, uh, those two days doing a deep dive into this understanding. And um, if you're interested, I'd be honored to work with you. And um, that's about, about it. And if you can't make that one, I'm doing a three-day here in San Diego, uh, September 14th through the 16th. So um, if that makes sense for people, uh, you can do that as well. Uh, let's see here. All right. Well, with that being said, if you um, do want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me via my website. Um, www.gregclaumanser.com uh, or my phone number is 760-580-7230. Uh, That's actually my cell. Feel free to reach out to me and we can have a chat, answer any questions that you might have. All right. Ciao, guys.